This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me at bdieter75 on Twitter. I am CJ Berryman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR. And you can find us at the Ranger Report on Twitter, therangerreport.com. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us at home, but that'd be kind of creepy. But uh, anyway, CJ, welcome to the show. Here's my cell phone number. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah let's not do that. I, I've, I've had stalkers. It's no fun. <laughs> Ooh, lucky you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just such a handsome guy. But anyway, um, <laughs> that, now that we're done lying, uh, let's uh, talk a little bit of our Rangers. Now, let's talk a little bit. We, we have a uh, sponsor to tell you guys about here coming up soon. We are working on the ad for them right now. We don't have it quite yet, but just to let you guys know that we are using some new equipment tonight, thanks to our new sponsor. And I'll go ahead and say their name. It's Walton's. Uh, they're a meat seasoning company. So we're going to have an ad for them here coming up pretty soon. Uh, very excited about that, CJ. Absolutely, and if you haven't already, then try out their stuff whenever we get the ad. And if you do the ad, it's going to tell you anything and everything about uh, about Walton's that you're going to need to know. And, and yeah, if you like barbecue and if you like grilling or really anything with the with the cooking stuff, got some seasonings and some sauces and stuff like that. Go with the go with your stuff. Go with your meats and. Whatever, it's, it's good stuff, and I'm excited about it. Thank you again. Yeah. yeah, very excited about it. So that'll be cool. But speaking of uh, things that are good, we're going to talk about the opposite. Um, on the road, the Rangers this year were okay at the beginning of the year, but here over the last 13-plus uh, games, well, there's no other way to say it than they have just been completely terrible. Awful. Uh, away, for whatever reason, away from home to begin the season, they were, they were really, really good. And now we're looking at a 9-21 road record. The past road trip has been atrocious. It's just been hard. Uh, we got that whole West Coast swing terrible. You start with the Angels. Both those games were just terrible from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, tried to come back on one of them, but you know, both of them were pretty bad. And then the Mariners series was pretty grueling. Kind of had a, a feeling that maybe the offense would wake up against them. Uh, they don't really have any nobody that'll pop out to you but they, they're quality pitchers and they've got a really young offense that uh, apparently yeah, statistically has been struggling but you look at the guys that they have on there one of them now just got injured uh, Kyle Lewis hearing his name for a long time unfortunately and they still have Seeger and Kyle Seeger and uh, Hanniger is going to be a pain for a long time Seattle Mariners going to be good for that but yeah, just a grueling series. The offense has just not woke up in last night in Colorado. Yeah, and it looked like, you know, they were going to be able to pull that off last night. You know, they they did. Chris Davis finally hit his first home run, and I actually was going to put – oh, I did put something in here later about him, so we'll talk about him in a little while. But the Rangers just – I mean, mm-hmm. Joey Gallo looks lost still at the plate. His strikeouts have gotten ridiculous. And some of some of the called strikes, I'll admit, have not been good. It seems like they don't get any of the calls. It seems like they go against their pitchers and against their hitters. But it just – this road trip, I think – they're just beat down, it looks to me. They're just tired, and they're just ready to get back home. And uh, other than, you know, Superman, Adolis Garcia, they have not yeah. looked good at all. 
Yeah, Dolis Garcia pretty much steps up to the batter's box with the Superman jock strap on. Yeah. And uh, does a thing. And yeah, I, I said that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's really the only one. I mean, the, the one game, the whole team was struggling. He had three singles. And you were just waiting for somebody else to come to life. And Gallo did for a minute. Um, he had a two run home run to uh, bring the Rangers within a run the other night. Uh, but yeah, like you said with him, for whatever reason, I, I don't know if you've noticed this either, but doesn't his bat just look slow? Yes. The bat, and I know he likes to swing a heavy bat, but the way my thinking with him, and I am no hitting struck by any means, but if you're as strong as Joey Gallo, the guy could go out there and swing a broomstick at a home run. Yeah. You know, and use a lot of bat, because right now his bat swing just looks really slow, real slow going, going through the zone, and, and a lot of the strikeouts that he's had have been off the pitches, fastball specifically right down the middle. Um, and yeah, you talked about the, not getting the calls at the plate, the corners going the pitcher's way as far as against the Rangers. Just ask Brock Holt about that the other night. That's yeah. not an office call or what. Yeah, and you look, you follow. I mean, you do. I know you do. I do as well. Chris Halleck and Kennedy Landry and some of them who they tweet pictures from the MLB app of some of these strike calls that are you know a good inch off the plate. Those are my favorite, and those are the ones that make you the maddest. Uh, I remember back when Mariano Rivera was still still around. And- I think it was his last season, and Joe Nathan, both of them appeared in a game, Rangers-Yankees. would have been 2013, the Josh Hamilton poop year. And uh, Joe Nathan goes out there and gets a lot of non-calls on the corners. It showed his strikes on that same stat cast. And then you, Mariano Rivera goes out there, out there and throws about five balls that were called strikes. It's yeah. almost as bad as the, the Indians in Marlins World Series. Yeah, yeah or whatever that game was horrible um it kind of felt like that in that game and uh for whatever reason it always seems to go the rangers way and yeah we're gonna try a little bit but and it, it's just it, when you're when you're a team like the rangers you don't have that rich 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 history you're not going to get those calls and, and you know neither do the mariners either so i'm not really sure what that was that that, that mariner series but no um, all the corners all the corners went their way and then and they got a few extra inches outside, and again, Brock Holt was pretty furious. And I was actually listening to that one on the radio, and Eric Nadell and Dixie were not happy either. I can imagine. And, uh, you know, I think everything we need to know about this offense we learned on Tuesday night when um, uh, when Dane Dunning broke up the no-hitter. Pitcher goes out there, and he's a, he was aggressive. I, they were kind of joking about him. Uh, I was listening on the radio and watching on TV. I kind of alternate. I like I like both broadcasts, uh, but listening and, and and watching and they were just impressed with how Dane Dunning was just going up there and swinging at whatever got thrown up there. Yeah, but yeah, the offense is struggling when your pitcher goes out there and gets the first hit of the game. And I mean, it, it just seems like if it's not Adolis Garcia, then then who? And yeah, yeah. the shakeup is going to have to happen. And I saw Evan Grant tweet about this earlier today about changing up the lineup based off of success against right-handers today and it looked pretty interesting and looked pretty pretty legit uh yeah. but i had i hadn't seen the lineup i know it just got released but i did not see it for tonight of course yeah no it's nick solak it's, it's nick solak's first day off of the year yeah and he deserved it i mean it, he's he's one of those guys and I, you hate to compare but we love to compare yeah <laughs> but yeah, to me he's just got that mind that Michael Young grinder to him. He's kind of that Michael Young player for the Rangers this year. Yeah. Quiet goes out there. He's got the, the deadpan face. Uh, he's serious. He wants to compete. He runs out every ball. 
just plays like his hair's on fire. And that's how Michael Young was. Michael Young was no way, shape, or form the biggest talent any 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 part of his game, hitting uh, on the bases, in the field, his arm, but he was a great player. Yeah. Great tools, great tools naturally don't always make great players, and Michael Young's an example of that. Nick Solak put that on display, and he started to slump a little, and he deserves a day off. I mean, but 56 games. Yeah, that's amazing. Great. So, yeah, no, there's no more Cal Ripkins around. we got to have days off now. So, yeah, good to get him the day off. We'll, we'll see if, if, if the lineup wakes up just a little bit tonight. It's, it, you'd think that going to Coors Field would be the best best medicine, but last night it, it obviously was not. No, it was not. Yeah, and, you know, Coors Field apparently was good for uh, for Chris Davis, who hit his first home run as a Ranger last night, which was finally good to see. But, man, I mean – Am I wrong, or has he not been what the Rangers hoped he would be? Nope, not yet, at least. And uh, we we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, he just needs you know some more time and and all that stuff. And he didn't really have you know he didn't have a, a spring training hardly at all before he was injured and just a few at bats at uh, at AAA before being called up. But it just I don't know. There's just something about, and I had to look it look it up because I don't. I didn't remember this with Oakland, and I guess he's always done it. But that that plant foot, his front foot, he he opens up his stance as the pitch comes, and they teach you in little league not to do that. You yeah. know, um, and I'm like, that's got to be his problem. I, I I'd just be throwing nothing but soft and away to him because he's he's opening himself up and taking himself away from the outer part of the plate, but. Uh, and I looked, and yeah, he was brushing home runs against us like that, you know, for years. Um, so it, it's not a, not not something new. It's just he just hasn't been producing the way he has over the previous few years, and really the past last year and the year before really wasn't doing that well either. So yeah. maybe this is just that uh, I don't know. Power hitters that strike out a lot whenever they start losing that that power and that ability to go to the gaps and stuff like that. When they start losing that, there's really nothing for them to do. So that's going to be an interesting decision coming up because David Dahl is going to be coming off the field pretty quick. Yeah, and, you know, that's they're going to have to make a decision on, you know, I didn't know who they were going to send down or who that, you know, they may DFA him if he doesn't get any better. Mm-hmm, yep. And it, it also brings up, I mean, there's guys in, in AAA uh, such as Chris Terry who they were talking about a lot in spring training. And yeah. He really didn't he really didn't show out what he could do in spring training. So it was right in triple A and there's just only so many at bats to go around. But right now, Terry's hitting three eleven with three home runs, or he hit three eleven with three home runs on the the twelve day road trip they just came off of. Uh, he is tearing the cover off the ball. He's hit eight home runs, he's hitting three twenty nine on the season. Yeah. And yeah, so when Dahl comes off the DL, um, obviously Martin will probably be the guy to go down. But then you're also faced with the, what do you do with Chris Davis? Because yeah. if Terry keeps tearing it up, well, I like that. Terry keeps tearing it up in AAA, it's going to come to a point where he's going to have to, he's going to need to call up. I mean, right now he's getting every day at bats, but if you call him up, you know, David Dahl's push going to push, hopefully be completely healthy and push Willie Calhoun probably to more DH, which means that Davis would only get left-handed at bats at DH or left-handed. Yeah. And, and and with you know with 
if you bring up Chris Terrier, well, what are you going to do? He's not going to play first. Nate Lowe's over there. Yeah. So that's a decision that's going to be coming up pretty quick. And that's one guy we were really hoping that would, would do well enough to bring somebody to the trade deadline. Right now, it is not looking that way. And just last night, hopefully, it was a pinch hit home run, too. Uh, so hopefully, last night was a sign, at least against lefties right now. Yeah. And he's you know, worth plugging in there. I agree. And you know who's leading? We're going to talk about this in a little bit. You know who's leading in batting average at, at AAA? It's Delino. Who's leading in batting? Yeah. Delino, yeah. Delino Shields is hitting 363. And uh, he was a, he could have opted out of his minor league contract, and I have not heard if he did or not. I have not he heard that he did, so I'm thinking that he hasn't yet. Doesn't mean he won't, but I don't think he has yet. Yeah, that's another guy that you may have. You, I mean, I mean, he's earning a spot there? for sure. He's batting 363 at AAA. AAA is pretty much, you know, like almost the majors. <laughs> I, like I mean, it is. It's, one of those, a lot of those guys in AAA are guys that – you know, are just a lot of them are major league players that just there's no room for them on the roster. Yeah, we like to call them quadruple A players. Yeah, they're too good for triple A, but either they struggle for whatever reason getting to the majors or they're blocked. Yeah, and, you know, the line has been passed up twice. Yeah, we talked about this the other day on you know just texting. He's been passed up twice on call ups for outfield. Uh, so I, I I'd be surprised we. Like we talked about that, it, that he would not, <clears throat> if he did not opt out, and we don't know the second, I'll look, see, while we keep continuing going through the podcast, but that's another guy. Uh, you know, got Chris yeah. Terry and Delano that are, that are killing it right now. Delano might be a piece you could get in a, in a trade deadline deal if you call him up and he continues to do well. So, yep. <laughs> you know, you're just kind of, what do you do? I'm going to be responsible for Chris Davis. At this point, if it was me, and, you know, obviously I'm not a GM or a president or or a manager or anyone that actually knows anything about uh, baseball other than, you know, armchair manager. But if it were me, I would probably cut uh, Davis and bring up Delino, like you're saying, because if he hits anywhere close to 363 at the majors, you can get some stuff for him to trade him away. Yeah, especially when he's super fast. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a blur on the baseball. He's so dangerous and caused so many problems to the opposition. Yeah, I agree completely. That you know, here pretty quick, and there's a decision. I mean, I would love to see Delino back up. I mean, we've talked about how much we we have enjoyed him as a Ranger for for years, yep. and he's doing well enough right now to get up there. He's been passed over twice, so the time is just now or never, and I just hope it's not ever. Yeah, I do too. All right, we're going to take a short break for, uh, you know, make a little money. Um, And then when we come back, we're going to dive into the minor leagues. So you're listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Hey, guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, 
and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, So if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. All right, we are back, and just while we were uh, taking our short break there, CJ, you just read something on Delino De Shields. Yes, there's actually Rugnet Odor was traded to the Yankees, and the Yankees saved us some, some money on that one, but now they're talking talk about the Shields going to the Yankees right now, although uh, Yankees and Rangers trade talks have, are over, they say at least for now. Apparently these talks started two weeks ago. And he has not exercised, not exercised his opt-out clause. And this comes from uh, nj.com slash Yankee. So right now he's still a Ranger. Yep. All right, well, let's delve into the minor leagues a little bit. Let's start with a guy that threw six no-hit innings the other night for the Frisco Rough Riders, and that is Cole Wynn, who, by the way, was a part of Media Day. If you if you listen to the podcast we aired on that, he was one of the guys you heard on that Media Day podcast that we ran. But, yeah, Cole Wynn, six no-hit innings. Uh, I think he's coming into his own. A lot of people are wondering, is he going to get called up this year? Ooh, uh, that's at this rate maybe uh cuz right now there you can you can argue there's an open rock open rotation spot with the yeah. uh, Arahara being injured and young and he just seems to be more that kind of uh swing role that he can he can stub in as a pitcher a starting pitcher every now and then but he's mainly best coming out of the bullpen in long yeah so you could say that spot's open now there's there's a ton of other guys at AAA that may have uh, something to say about that. Colin Wiles would be one to look at uh, if you're going to look young. Um, yesterday, I could not believe this. I was reading the, the report thanks to Scott Lucas and Wade LeBlanc. Uh, I was looking at that going, Wade LeBlanc is the old guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure enough. <laughs> it's Wade LeBlanc. He's, he started the game yesterday for Triple Eight, the Round Rock Express, and threw five innings, uh, gave up three runs. And struck out eight. Uh, he's 36 years old, and he he had a minor league contract that he opted out of with the Orioles uh, early in May. And uh, oh, I'm sorry, he he was with the Orioles and was designated for assign, assignment early May, and recently opted out of his minor league deal. So he's with two previous teams, and then came to the Rangers. I hope I got that right. Okay. Uh, he right now he's got a 3.78 ERA. And the 16 and two thirds innings for Triple A Nashville, or had with Nashville yeah. before coming over. So, yeah, he's that's another guy you have to come fill up. And right now, needing innings, kind of in the middle spot where the rotations hit a, hit a, hit a rough snag. Although we will get Kyle Gibson back. Yeah. All right. Well, while we're there, let's do a quick hit. I wanted to talk about a little bit about all four minor league teams tonight. So we'll start with Round Rock since we're already there. Um, wins Drew Anderson. 
strikeouts drew anderson earn run average drew anderson and whip is drew anderson for the round rock express Mm -hmm. he's got a 1.86 era so far on this season the man is on on fire his whip is 109 he's thrown 30 strikeouts already you know he's got three wins which is the most on the club i mean yeah and last night he was fantastic so he is he is another guy who's just playing so well right now yeah another bullpen arm that might be able to come up uh, right this is what we were excited for ben we talked about this at spring training seeing some of the young guys get their shot and we're hitter, hitting that that point in the season where some of the, the veterans are either going to be here or they're not. Yeah. And some of the young guys aren't playing out or they're not. And so some other young guys, the minors going to come up through and definitely going to be one by the pretty quickly. Yeah. And three innings last night, six strikeouts. Yeah. Three innings. And round rock is second in their division, but only by half a game. So it's not like they're, you know, way far behind. And then of course we already talked about Terry, on the offensive side, he's got 17 runs, eight home runs, 21 RBIs. So he is, you know, only thing he doesn't lead in is batting average, which Delino has. And then uh, Yanni Hernandez leads in stolen bases with nine. But, man, I mean, to be leading in runs, home runs, RBI, he's he's like we we already talked about him. But, yeah, Curtis Terry is just – he looks he looks like a man among boys playing AAA ball right now. For sure he does. And then we had to talk about two former Rangers – well, I'll say former – they were young Rangers earlier in the season. Laoti went down to the minors, obviously earlier. Yeah. yeah but he, and he struggled again. You know, he took that took the the yips that he had at the plate down there with him. But lately, has been just absolutely tearing it up. He's got his batting average back up to two thirty nine. Yes, it back up to two thirty nine. Yeah. It was pretty bad. It was pretty much like it was that you know, was up around one hundred. And for what two weeks? But last night, two four with a double. I think he had. Four home runs in eight games. Yeah, uh, coming in, going into last night, and then Eli White. He was playing second base last night. Oh wow! And he went, he, yeah, he went two for three, and he's in three twenty-one right now. So, two young outfielders that are they're definitely you'll see them again this year. Up, definitely up in the major league club. So it's good to see them doing well as well. And then, yeah, Curtis Terry. It, that one's inevitable. One yeah. way or another, he'll be up. Oh yeah, maybe not soon. He needs those at bats. He needs to get everyday at bats. He doesn't need to come up and sit on the bench. So a move is going to have to be made for him to come up. Yeah, Drew Anderson's another one. Again, LeBlanc, if you need to have a guy come in to uh, to fill in a little bit right now to eat some innings and give the young guys like like Cole Wynn and Jake Latz, who is a good segue. Take it away, Ben. Yeah, so I was going to say, let's move on to Frisco, and we look at pitching. Jake Latz, 1.96 ERA, 33 strikeouts. Are you ready for this? He has a .65 whip. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> last night. Yeah, last night he was – he was. Un- I, wa- I watched last night's game, and he was untouchable. Half the batters he faced, he struck out. Yeah, I mean, that's just incredible. <laughs> That's like yeah, video, like we talked about before. Line. That's video game stuff. Yeah, that's Ben Dieter on MLB The Show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Best, and best then you pitcher got Joe ever. Gatto. Yeah, oh yeah, Gato's doing <laughs> awesome as well. Cole Uvula is also it's another easy. guy that's doing great. Cole Uvula, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, both of them. We mentioned both those guys on the last one. Gato struck out all three, three batters he faced last night. Yep. Point seven three ERA, yeah. Uvula. One inning, one strikeout, one nine three ERA. So man, uh, fifteen pitches, fourteen strikes. Yeah, still got him. And then a guy that awesome. that we have talked about here, and we have talked to here on this podcast on the offensive side, leading in average, leading in runs, leading in RBI, and leading in stolen bases Whoa. is Bubba Thompson. 
Mm-hmm. First round pick of a couple of years ago. So, yeah, you'll see me on Twitter at least once a week. I know, Ben, you, you, you've seen this. and You haven't liked these, by the way. I don't know. Oh, sorry about that. that. <laughs> uh, I, at least once a week, somebody tweets uh, a statistic of something that player in Frisco is doing. And I retweet it with the finger pointing down at the tweet. All I say is, Frisco, y'all. Yeah. Because Frisco right now is loaded, y'all. The talent is in Frisco. Uh, there's plenty of talent up in the in AAA, but yeah, the the two two three year hopeful plan that we were talking about at the of the season, spring training, it's in Frisco, yep. and we're not the Rangers aren't going to be contending this year, so you're not going to see them disappear for a big name. They're going to be here, so that's that's fun to watch. So I mean, okay. yeah, I I agree with you though. It's been it's been amazing, and another guy. That started off slow, but has a bunch of has four home runs in the last few games. Is also Steel Walker. Steel Walker, the coolest baseball name. It he is, and he's got coolest. some cool hair too. Yeah, he he just <laughs> he just oozes baseball. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's hitting two hundred overall in the year, but he he started off well and then just went pulled off pretty quickly. But yeah, that's another name to keep an eye on. Not just because it's cool, but Steel Walker playing right field last night. You'll see him in that. Josh Sowers gets yep. back in after coming off the aisle. We had him on the podcast as well. Uh, another good prospect. He has a lot of speed. That's a guy you want to get on the bases for sure. Yeah, and we're trying to work uh, Cole Wynn on right now. We'll see if that happens or not. And then my next yeah, one for Frisco, my next one for Frisco would be Steel Walker if we can get him. So hopefully that that'll that'll happen. But uh, I haven't heard back yet. Of course, I'm sure everyone that does any kind of podcasting about minor leagues is trying to talk to Cole Wynn right now. Yeah. we're doing our best we are trying the hickory crawdads they are the one team oh and frisco's in first place by the way in in their division um so let's move to hickory hickory is the one team that record wise is not doing as well they are 10 and 15 they're in last place in their division but you know as far as pitching goes they've got uh they've got some guys yeah and this is lower you guys probably haven't heard of a lot of these people like zach kent leads the team with 22 strikeouts uh, you know, and he's he's the one guy to talk about pitching wise. And then on batting, uh, I I did not know a lot about Blaine Krim, but he's leading with a two forty seven batting average, four home runs, and thirteen RBI so far on the year. Yeah, pretty much the whole line of struggling has been struggling. Yeah. So Blaine Krim, yeah, two four with a double last night to raise his average to two forty seven. Yeah. So two four seven is not a terrible not a terrible ER, ER average. I'm sorry, but uh, you know, and again, when you're struggling, they're they're ten and fifteen. You know, not it's not awful. The leading team is fifteen and ten, so it's not like they're twenty games out or anything. But you know, they're the one team I think that I don't know if maybe they're just not meshing together or what, but they don't seem to have the the swagger that the other three teams do. Yeah, not yet. And like you said, it's a, it's a whole bunch of names. Just kind of been thrown together down there to see what happens. Justin Slayton is a name. Yeah. On. He kind of had one of those outings last night that when you're speaking. We love him playing MLB as the show. But we'll go ahead and say that. But like, if you start your own uh, road to the show player and you become a starting pitcher, this is kind of the stats you should be used to seeing when you start out three innings, two hits, two runs, three walks, three strikeouts. Yeah. <laughs> Seven, five pitches around there. So. Yeah, that's just kind of what you expect. And, and with Hickory, eventually you're going to see either some guys start popping up where they get more comfortable. And a lot of these guys, I mean, all of these, all the minor leaguers lost last year. And a lot of these guys haven't played for two years. So yeah. it, it's just going to be interesting to keep watching them, and especially with the Down East. 
Yep. Uh, down east, let me go over to that tab on my computer. Down east, when you look at the pitching, and down east, by the way, is another team in first place, 16-9. and nine. They are tied with Carolina in first place. But you've got Nick Leal, or Leal, sorry. He's got 31 strikeouts so far on the season, which is pretty good when you're only a little over a month in. You know, and then he's got mm-hmm. uh, you got Spencer Spencer Mraz as their closer, uh, uh, but or I'm sorry, they have two guys who lead in saves, which is kind of funny to me. But I think at that level, you're trying guys out at different spots because this is the lowest A level. This is before you get to rookie league, and then Nick Starr leads with three wins on the pitching side of things. Yes, sir, and you got Abdiel. A lot of these names are hard, and they are, they are. Abdiel Mendoza. 270 RA. Yeah. Uh, last night, five innings, five strikeouts, uh, three runs. Uh, Nick Leal, three innings, six strikeouts. And Joe Corbett, one inning, two strikeouts. Yep. All three of those have yep. three RAs. The two bullpen guys I just mentioned under two. Yeah. And Corbett right at one. Evan Carter is another name to keep an eye on. Yep. And uh, Thomas Tagesi. I, I cannot, I'm assuming that's how that's how you pronounce it. Thomas Tagesi was three for four with the double last night. Now I'll, we'll, we'll have the listener, listeners try this. Sagesi, S-A-G-G-E-S-E. We'll go with that. Yeah. I think Sagesi is how I would say it, but yeah, but I'm just guessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we were wrong about, uh, Yoeli Rodriguez. It is, it's supposed that it, Ben did it right. He was calling him Yoeli. Ben was exactly right. I was supposed to call, but he does not. Say that. He goes by Joeli. Yeah. So it is, uh, yeah, you never know. And you got Luis on hell. Yeah. And then some guys I have heard of before because I'm a nerd and I watch the draft, but I've heard of Dustin Harris who leads in batting average and runs. I'd also heard of uh, Cody Freeman who leads in home runs. And then I've also heard of keeper Rodriguez. I believe he was at the alternate site last year. Am I right about that? Yes. Yeah, okay, because I thought his name had come up in the alternate site. He never got called up because he's obviously very young, but he's a shortstop. He leads a team with 15 RBI right now. Yeah, I mean, Down East is another one just to keep an eye. I mean, all of them, really. History yeah. right now is, yeah. is, is struggling, but the, that that one's going to be the interesting one to watch is yeah. history because that's the, the in-between. You wouldn't like to see them going, dipping down to Down East, pull guys up to AA and AAA. Or AA, they won't go to AAA. Yeah, and again, you know, and, uh, if Down East is another team, and we're not sponsored by MILB app, but I bought it this year, and, and Down East is another game that actually broadcasts, or a team that broadcasts their games. So you can watch Down East, you can watch Round Rock, and you can watch Frisco, and Hickory does have radio broadcasts, but you can't watch that one. But you can keep up, if you're not enjoying Rangers baseball for, what, 29 bucks a year or 39 bucks a year, I don't remember which one it was, you can basically watch all of the Rangers minor league or listen to all of the Rangers minor league teams and uh, enjoy some really good minor league baseball. Yep. Cole Wynn gets on the mound or Jay Class gets on the mound. That's must-see TV. It is. Speaking of Hickory, speaking of Hickory, again, Scott Lucas came up with this cool nugget. Back in 2013, the low-A Hickory Crawdads, their starting lineup, you ready for this? They've all reached majors. Okay. Jorge Alfaro at catcher. Ronald Guzman at first base. Ryan Rua at second base. Joey Gallo at third base. Luis Marte at short. Nick Williams at left. Louis Prince in center. Nomar Mazzara. And all those guys have made the majors now. All of them have made the majors. Officially last night, Luis Marte yep. made his debut with the And they also, pitching-wise, Connor Sadzik, Andrew Faulkner, Carl Edwards Jr., Jose LeClerc, Keona Kela, 
Alex Claudio, Cody Edge. <laughs> hey, yeah. That team was loaded. That, that team was super loaded. Connor Sadzek is another one that I talked to back in the day that I was sad when he got traded simply because I'd already talked to him. Yeah, he was also in that – see the Cole Hamels field? Correct. Alfaro and Williams. Yeah, Alfaro. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yep. So anyway, definitely worth keeping up with the miners. We try to do that for you guys. If you don't want to keep up with it, just listen to us every week, and we'll try to hit something about the miners every week or have somebody on. So we, the only one I haven't contacted yet is Down East because, I mean, I'm not sure at that point, at that level, if those guys really want to do interviews. You know, I guess I'll find out at some point. But between Hickory, Frisco, and Round Rock, we should have plenty of guys for y'all to enjoy talking to. If I do Down East, I may try to do the general manager or the uh, manager of the team. Yeah, if you like the minor leagues, you're interested, especially in a season like this. Keep listening because we're minor nerds. And you know, we should shoot. I don't know if he'd come on, but we should try to get Scott on the on the podcast. Scott Lucas. Absolutely, that guy's full of a uh, full of uh, knowledge, and he goes. He doesn't just you know, get on the, the website, the MLIB website, cover these teams. He actually goes to the games. Yeah, he goes to a lot of round rock games. So this guy's in there, and he watches every single one of them. Yeah. Well, the only problem is if he has on is is if we have him on is that we'll look like idiots because of how much he knows. Yeah, let's not get him on. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to look that bad. No, I'm just kidding. He would be awesome. I have talked to him years ago. I think back in like '09 or 2010, I actually talked with Scott Lucas, and it was like the most fun conversation I've had. He's been doing it for a long time. Yeah, and, and he loves the miners as much as we do, if not more. I hate admitting that somebody would love anything about baseball more than me. When it comes to the minors, that dude's tuned in. He loves the uh, scouting part of it, and he's really good at it. So, yeah, we're going to mention him a lot because, well, he's a very reliable source. He is yeah. a very reliable source. All right, let's move back. Let's shift gears back into depression. Um, if the Rangers were going to move Joey Gallo, is he even worth anything right now? No. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty I mean, much, nothing, that's pretty much the straightforward answer. I agree with you. It's no. Nothing that you would want, nothing that you would want to get in return with with what he can bring, with what we know what he can do. But other teams are going other teams are going to volley against you. That well, what's going on right now? What is he doing? What have you done for me lately? Not what can he do for us? We need to see that proof. They can volley that against the Rangers. So yeah, I mean, you'd get a prospect. Yeah. It would be like a rookie deal, maybe. Um, you know, Stowers is a good prospect. I was surprised that we got got him out of that deal, but. Um, right now with Gallo, with there no, being no need to rush, you're glad to be able to wait, but nobody's going to rush to the, to the table to try to get him unless you're going to him up for cheap. The Rangers aren't going to do that right now, but as far as as far as far his value on the market, it's pretty low at the moment, especially with him. I just I can't get over the how, how slow his feet looks. And I hope he doesn't ever hear that from me, but it just does. <laughs> and, and maybe it's just the phone. Maybe it's just the phone he's going through, and that's what happens with him. But, you know, it, Missing at many, many, many strikes down the middle of the plate, swings and misses, especially with three, with two strikes on you, it's it's pretty, pretty disconcerting. Yeah, and uh, but let's wrap up. I wanted to talk a little bit about someone that is kind of quietly having a great season. That's Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Um, I was writing an article today on uh, Adolis Garcia. And go to therangerreport.com if you'd like to read that. No shameless plugs here. Um, go to therangerreport.com if you'd like to read that. <laughs> but in that article, as I was doing my research, I noticed that um, Isaiah Counterfalefa actually leads all of Major League Baseball in defensive wins above replacement. 
or I'm sorry, and not defensive, yeah. in all wins in wins above replacement at 2.5. He's first in all of baseball after two months of the season. That, I mean, quietly, you know, for a catcher move to shortstop, joke, joke, you know, he leads all of the majors and wins above replacement. Well, and also, and I, I tweeted this, I believe it was last week, that he leads all of all major league shortstops and defensive runs saved. Yeah. And Elvin Andrews is actually last. Yeah, you did tweet that, and it made me sad. But not only is it is it defensive runs saved at shortstop, that's also leading the league, like the entire league, all positions. Yeah. Higher league. defensive run saves. So that move to short is looking pretty seamless. That's where he always wanted to play. And he's doing very good at the bat. He's a good he's a leader. He's kind of the guy that's taking that role. He leads the team in steals too. Yeah. So he, he's had the struggles here and there, but he's a guy with at the plate. I just love his approach to the plate. He's he's the guy that leads the team moving forward and I'm I'm certainly happy to have him there playing shortstop and proving yeah. Yeah, like but, uh, oh sorry. And offensively, he in all of baseball, he's second in singles. He has 46 singles on the year, and I think he's fourth or fifth in total hits. So, you know, definitely quietly, not a lot of people are talking about him, but he's got a great chance of winning it. I mean, right now he should be the favorite for the gold glove, wouldn't you think? Oh, absolutely. I yeah, he's, he's turning national heads for the Rangers. Him and Garcia, both of those guys are turning national heads because they're doing so many things that are – just popping up. You look at the stat sheet, like you just you just mentioned. You see Isaiah Connor. Like, really, this guy's doing that. If you're a national guy and you see that, and you start watching him, and you're like, okay, this guy's pretty doggone good. He's also making a quite a quite an impression to his colleagues again on the opposing team too. He's just doing everything you want him to do. And as far as his offense, if you look at it, he's having a great year compared to the rest of the league. Hitting is down this year all across the league. Yeah. So. The reason he's not popping out is having, you know, a monster. And even Garcia, is, it looks like he's having a monster here. He's doing better than everybody else, which is, you know, hitting's down this year. Yeah. Yep. Batting average. Runs up. So, um, and I like that. That's a, that's a discussion for another another time. But I like the fact that the, the pitching is getting the upper hand now because I just, I'm not into, into nine slugfests every time. Yeah, I prefer. I mean, I don't. I don't want every game to be one to nothing, but you know, I prefer not every game to be. You know, the early two thousand Rangers that was seventeen to fifteen, because I like to see. Yeah, I like to see good pitching. When when you see good pitching, it's it is enjoyable if you're a big baseball fan. I know a lot of people that want to see the home runs enjoy that, but I mean, but to me, a home run is bigger when you're in a you know one to one game in the tenth inning and you hit that walk off home run. That is way more exciting than winning eighteen to two. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or down three one, and you hit the game winning three run. You know, something yeah. like that. It's it's a whole lot better. Or, you know, the home run in the fifth inning that teams down two zero, the other pitchers dominating. One guy tags, ties the game, and changes momentum. Those are those are fun games. They really are. Yep. Uh, I just yeah, and like you said, the the the, the slugfest that just man, it, to me, it diluted baseball. You look yeah. at the numbers, and you're like, well, having a great year, hitting three ten with twenty five home runs. All I need. You know, that's mid middle of the road for, for a great player back then. Three thirty, three forty, forty home runs. And yeah. it was just it was just too much. But uh, yeah, I like I like pitching. You know, I'm a pitching nerd, so yeah. Um, even even watching the two no hitters that were thrown against us, you had to do nothing but appreciate the way they were done. It was, just, it was impressive to watch. It was pretty as a pitching uh, pitching buff. The 
very depressing. I appreciated Joe Musgrove's, but I didn't appreciate Corey Kluber simply because he only threw one inning for us. I knew you were going to say something about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's that's, a, that's got a bad taste to it for sure, especially since Emmanuel Clase was who we sent sent to him. That was a guy I was looking forward to to combine the Marcus Evans in the bullpen for the Rangers later on down the road, or more recently, down, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that one hurts. Yep. All right. We don't beg very often, but uh, if you want to help us, we are actually climbing on the uh, charts on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the podcast, if you don't mind going to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star review and telling us why you enjoy the podcast, it helps us to get noticed more and to get bumped up a little bit more on the uh, rankings. So I was shocked the other day to see that we, we broke into the top 150 sports podcasts on Apple Podcasts, which is fantastic. Uh, we would like to keep growing, and that's where you come in. So if you guys would do that, that would be great. Also, you could help us out financially by going to uh, the Ranger Report and looking for our Buy Me a Coffee link or our patreon link and then you can buy merch from us we got lots of good stuff i've got a bunch of stickers coming in right now that we're going to run a few contests over the next few weeks and i'll start mailing those things out to you guys so in fact if you leave us a five-star review i'll get your address and i'll send you some stuff uh if you'll leave us one on uh on apple podcasts or spotify actually either one would be great if you'll leave us a review i will get a hold of you and i will send you something so i think uh that right there is worth it i mean this is priceless stuff Absolutely priceless. You can stick it wherever you want. Actually, it's like two bucks, but still, anyway, you know, priceless stuff. But uh, no, I, I thank you. We we did get what made me think of it is someone did leave us a five star review, and the funny thing is, I don't even know them. Like usually, it's my mom or something, you know. But it is actually someone I didn't know that enjoys the podcast, so that was great to see, and it got me thinking. Hey, if more people would do that, we could start bumping ourselves up, and you know, getting more listeners and putting out better content, and. Uh, uh, you might be able to tell in this episode that I got some better equipment, so hopefully CJ and I sound better. Um, that's thanks to the sponsor Waltons that we talked about earlier. So other than that, I think uh, we are ready to go watch some uh, Rangers and Colorado baseball. It's time. It is. All right, you guys have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next week. It says Pico. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter. Facebook and at the RangerReport.com.